0: Business Tech Weekly, episode number 12. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: And I'm Andy Traub. There he is. Hey, Andy. What are we talking about today, my friend? We're going to talk about client communication, the the multiple ways that you can communicate with clients and why that's good and very bad at the same time.
0: All right. Well, I'm interested to hear your takes on this because it's something I've dealt with over the last, uh, I guess, 22, 23 months now. Actually, going on 23 months that I've been doing this full time. And I actually have been communicating with clients... Uh, for 11 years in sales before that as an insurance agent. And so, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting topic to say the least and to, just to see where things are these days. So how would you like to, to, to start the conversation?
1: Well, I think that we're this, – this is one of those episodes, Cliff. There could be five episodes, but we're going to try to pack it into one because it all falls under the area of communication. And we know – that there are, and I'm looking here one, two, three, four. We have seven listed ways that you can communicate with clients, and I'm sure there's more. And so, the way I think I, it would be good for us to frame the conversation today is that is it, is it a good or is it a bad or is it a mix of both? And that we can communicate in so many different ways, not just on a personal level. We're talking about business because this is Business Tech Weekly. On a business level, is it good that you are accessible? Uh, as a service provider, as a business, in so many different ways? Or is it bad, or is it both? Well,
0: that is a great question. Um, I will tell you, for me personally, at at this point in time, um, I think it's a good thing, at least for me. And I I think I'm a little bit of a unique... um, I have a a unique situation in that my personal and my business are... eh, Uh, for the most part the same now the exception being my consulting services and my equipment sales services i mean those aren't necessarily tied to me sharing my life online and 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 literally building community but although i will tell you that i i desire to have more of a relationship kind of connection with my audience or with my audience with my clients for consulting and equipment sales than just to have them be quote-unquote customers in fact i I despise Mm -hmm. the word customer when i think about my business
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and i think it's because primarily and this is for me when i hear customer i think of someone opening the door and the door does that little bell ring Mm -hmm. and then they buy something and then the door rings again because they leave and that's it i'm in the business of having clients and clients to me come back again and again and again and it and i think it communicates more of a relationship i don't Mm. usually have relationships with customers i have relationships with clients
0: right and and the goal is to to earn to earn customers who uh hopefully will become clients sure okay so we're talking a lot of semantics there but let's get to the nuts and bolts of uh, and, and i think i have a great way to kind of start this conversation and uh, it. I, I did something as an insurance agent that seems to be an unwritten rule that is absolutely 100% express expressly. I don't know if "expressedly" is a is, is a word, but anyway, it is, it for, is now, brother. It, it is, is now. now. We just added it. Uh, it is forbidden. What I did, I I mean, I was the only insurance agent I ever knew that did this one thing. And yeah. every single time I gave a business card to another insurance agent, which, by the way, I expressly forbidden. Thank you very much, Vicky, in our chat room. This Thanks. is why we love having the uh, the chat room, by the way. But anyway, the reason, the one thing that I did that just drove people crazy and and it always sparked some controversy in our conversations was the fact when they got my business card, they noticed one thing. My cell phone number was printed on my card, mm. and mm. not only that. When I gave my card to my clients, I said, "If you ever need anything, you call me. Even my mobile number's on here."
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. So, so what do you you know coming from your uh, history in insurance as well? Let me ask you, Andy. Uh, how many insurance agents did you know? that put their cell phone number on their business card for their cl- for their customers or their clients?
1: Well, I think you can put your cell phone, and we're talking about you know, how to... We're talking about accessibility here. We're talking about boundaries. I think that you can put your cell phone, it can be one of two things. One, it can be that you don't have any boundaries and that it's unhealthy, and so you really are going to be accessible all the time. And two... The other extreme is you're just there to provide good customer service. And so if someone needs you, that's fine. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to pick up every time they call. So I think you, I, I, and to answer your question, I know a lot of people put their cell phone number, but I would say that 99% of those people had horrible boundaries. Right. Like they might as well just have had the thing strapped to their to their head, right. their cell phone, because it was all business all the time. I have gone away from... You, giving people my cell phone number, okay? Because they don't, they don't need it. Uh, they they don't they don't need it very much. Um, but what, what we can talk about it a little bit later. But I will put I'll put this little nugget out there. I think you're setting yourself up to fail in your client relationships if you make yourself quote unquote accessible all the time. Okay. And some people are are too accessible.
0: Yes, I I, I will agree with you there. But when you say okay. accessible, I don't think that giving somebody the tools to contact you in multiple forms is the same as being, quote unquote, immediately accessible without any you know hoops to jump through.
1: And that's why we're having this show, Cliff, because… Because we're going to talk about the fact that just because all those things are, just because they have all those ways to reach out to you, mm-hmm. and this is a this is a fun thing I learned earlier in my life, and I'm only 31, but right, is that just because someone calls doesn't mean you have to pick up the phone, and just because someone IMs uh-huh. doesn't mean you have to IM back, and so on and so forth, and so that's the that's the nuance of the new business person that they need to realize, and they start their business. Yes, give them 18 different ways to communicate with you. That's fine but understand understand this if you always respond all the time and every time you are setting yourself up to fail because you can that is not scalable right and by that i mean if you if that's with 5 customers fine you can do that you can be interrupted but when you have a community of 318 people thank you plus member 318 for joining us absolutely when you have 318 people you cannot be accessible and and i mean this literally all the time right that's that's it's in not feasible. So, Cliff, we're going to talk about how to do that. How do you create balance and communicate with clients and still provide phenomenal service?
0: Exactly. And we're going to talk about the multiple different ways that we can communicate with our clients And how some of those, you know, what some of the benefits of those means of communication are, as well as um, some of their drawbacks. And then we'll, you know, as we go through the different methods of communication, uh, we'll also share, you know, which ones we use and our personal preferences. And one of the things I want to say here at the beginning of the show is that Andy and I are going to share what works for us. And so we do not want you to think that. Because what works for us is what we're suggesting that you must do for best practices. We're only sharing our experience. And if your experience is different and you even want to share your experience that's different, why not give us a call here at 859 uh, no, 4067 That's our voicemail hotline. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Always accessible to you to leave a voicemail. Uh, and, and we will play it on our next show. And so we would love to have you uh, join us. That would be great. So here's the situation. I'm going to talk. First of all, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, if anybody goes to podcastanswerman.com, the thing that you're going to see is the tagline underneath my logo. It says, Podcast Answer Man, a podcast consultant you can call right now. And it's got my phone number. Mm-hmm. And I'll even tell you right now, it's 859-757-1399. If you're actually on my site, on the, other, on the right-hand side, the very first thing you read is call me today, eight five nine seven five seven thirteen ninety nine. Right below that in big, huge, gigantic, bold print is my email address, cliff at ravenscraft.org. How to contact me is all over the place and mm-hmm. and and it even says you can call me today call me right now now and and like you said it doesn't mean that I'm going to pick up the phone right away and by the way those ph- that phone number that's on my site that's my google voice number and i will tell you that it does ring to my cell phone and it also rings to my studio so it it rings everywhere i am and mm-hmm. and so therefore if you try to contact me I am aware of it right away, 90% mm-hmm. of the time. The times that I'm not aware of it is when I choose not to be aware of anybody who wants to contact me. And it's not even just but Cliff, clients, but it's also family. You just said
1: something that's – yeah, but you said something that's really important, which is you said you're aware that they tried to contact you. You didn't say that you picked up the phone. Exactly. Am I right?
0: That is exactly right. That is that's, exactly right. That's
1: the – that's the corner that people need to turn, which is, you know, just because he's aware that you called and left a voicemail, uh, doesn't mean you have to check the voicemail right away. Exactly. You know, that, that's just honestly, honestly, Cliff, I'm just going to use this word and I hope it's not negative towards people. I think it's just a level of maturity that you, you learn the patience to say, I don't need to check that right now. You know, it, it, can, it can wait until I'm done with this project or that project or this show or that show. Or this conversation or that conversation. Um, because you will drive yourself insane if you make yourself, and, and when I say available, I mean available as in you're going to answer it. Mm-hmm. You will drive yourself insane and you will not be productive in your business or nearly as productive as you could be if you answer every direct message, uh, you know, instant message, uh, Skype call, cell phone call, and email as they come in. Yep. Cliff, you could literally sit there all day. Literally, I I really believe this. You could sit there all day and just wait for communication to come in. Yeah, and answer it right. Away, and answer it right away.
0: Hmm. Yep.
1: And you wouldn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I wouldn't make a single penny because I'd be busy talking to people all day and never doing anything for anyone. Right. Yeah. And and right. so so I I would be just I would just be communicating all day long. And if I was paid to communicate with people, that would be great. Uh, but that's not necessarily how that works. So so here are some things. Let, let me just ex- give you an example. Today, Andy, I went to lunch with my wife. And it's something I do every Wednesday. Bye. We have a business meeting, uh, the two of us. <laughs> To discuss, yeah. um, you know, things related to gspn.tv, podcastanswerman.com, and and the other things are, you know, that are going on because she's very much a partner in this business with me, and also everything that we do in this business directly affects what's going on in our family, and so she she keeps me abreast of everything that's going on on the family side, and I keep her up to date with everything that's going on the business side when we are not working together on either of those sides. Uh, you know, during our own different things throughout the week. So once a week we come yep. together and we have this time. And this afternoon, right as we were walking out the door, my phone made this little chirp sound, and that chirp said, you know, was, hey, you've got a vo- you've got an email. An email just came in, and as soon as I heard that, Stephanie goes, oh, shut up! And she wasn't saying it to me; she was saying it to my phone. She or she said, stop that. That's what she said. She said, now you <laughs> stop that. I pulled my phone out of my pocket, not to check to see who the the email was from. I pulled my phone out of my pocket, pulled up the settings, and I immediately went into airplane mode. My mm-hmm. phone was unaccessible. Matter of fact, I would not even be aware that you tried to call me right. from, let's say, I think it was from 1230 to two o'clock this afternoon. If you tried to call me, I wouldn't even know it. I, I would be right. clueless. I would be oblivious Uh, Mm -hmm. to the fact that you even exist in this world because at that moment in time or during that hour and a half the only person that really mattered to me their existence was my wife and she got 100% of my attention and there was no way that any, not even and see when I get an email message that pulls up and it says you know bling you've got an email it'll say from and it'll say Andy Traub and it would say subject we have a problem you know, not sure. the you know, and, and and the fact that I would see that, and I was like, "We have a problem." Immediately, my mind would leave my wife, and it would be like, "Oh gosh, I wonder what's going on." Oh gosh, i what's going on. And uh, Vicky's in the chat room. She says, uh, "What if it's the school? And what if they need you?" Uh, or if it's an emergency, well, then I will tell you that uh, the school is, does have emergency contact phone numbers for my parents and Stephanie's parents. And there's a, there's a certain order in which they would contact uh, those folks. So during that t- period of time, during that 90 minutes that we go radio silent, um, then if something happened at school and the school needed to tell us about somebody's illness... Then uh, they would go to the next phone call or phone number in the list and they'd get my mom and my mom or my dad would go to the school and pick the kids up or go to the hospital or, or something of that
1: nature. Right. And, and part of this, I think that is healthy to, to realize, and I know we're in a different age and all, I think most of these tools are very, very good, but people got along just fine in business when you had to just pick up the phone. You know, I think part of the craziness that people get themselves into when they're starting a business or when they're a small to medium-sized business, which is really who this podcast is for, the craziness that we get into, and I'll say we because that's who we are, Cliff, is that we feel like we have to please everyone, even if you don't admit it. You feel like you have to please everyone that calls or everyone that emails and blow them away with your customer service. Yeah, And blow them away, meaning... I'm going to respond to you so fast; it's going to just blow your mind. Yeah, and what it really does is it blows the expectation uh, out of the water, and so they always expect that. Yeah, it does. It
0: actually communicates two different things. Number one, it communicates that wow, from this point forward, I'm going to expect it, which is exactly <laughs> what you, which is exactly yeah. what you just said. Yeah. Or it also can communicate something completely different. This person's so desperate for yeah. work. That yep. they're just standing by, meaning mm-hmm. that they have nothing to do, mm-hmm. and that's not a good uh, vibe, if you will, to put off to your potential your potential clients
1: that may come right. along. Cliff, how often do you have a client that you say, "Hey, you know what? I've got time right now. Let's just talk. Let's just meet for two hours right now." Never. Okay, I won't how do it. How often do you? How often do you say? You know, I it's going to be a couple weeks.
0: I don't ever say it's going to be a couple weeks. I, I mean that that's that's usually not realistic for me, not for my schedule. I, I'm usually booked a couple days in advance. But it's it's right. typically if it's a brand new client um, and they want to set up a consulting call, I usually will say here's a link to my calendar. You can see what's available and right. and that you know we've obviously talked about Tungle in the past. Here and that's what I'm using these days, which has radically changed my scheduling. But yeah, but it it it, you know what I do is, for example, I've I've actually been using Tungle and it's been so efficient for me that it's kind of just filling in every nook and cranny of my consulting schedule, which I praise God for. By the way, I thank Him for His many blessings. Uh, But what I've done is I've got to the point now where if it you know it's it's six o'clock in the morning, I'm looking at my schedule for the day. And I immediately take any unscheduled time for the rest of the day, yeah, and, yeah. and I block that out as, if, as yep. if those aren't available because yeah. I don't want any impromptu meetings today. I've got an, yeah. I've got enough on my plate that came in yesterday that, and the day before that today is busy enough, and mm-hmm. I sure could use ninety minutes between each of the calls that I have. I don't mm-hmm. want to put another call in between each of those. Mm
1: -hmm. and cliff that's a great point because that's one of the major problems with tungle and i don't know that they can fix it i know they're coming out with a great update uh, very shortly to to a lot of the so they're making some tweaks that i think are going to be awesome but that's one of the problems with tungle is that people and i've had this happen is people will set a meeting with me because i didn't block off a time let's just say it's 11 a.m and i'm and I run on some errands, but it shows that my schedule is available at 12 o'clock. Uh-huh. Well, I get home at 1230 and they go, well, you know what? I requested an appointment with you and you ignored me because there was an available time slot there. So understand this, if you use Tungle, that you've got to fill up your schedule like Cliff said. Otherwise, people are going to expect, oh, he's free at 1130. And if he doesn't answer, that means that he's not on top of his game. So that again, it's another opportunity for you to lower expectations a little bit with your clients. Not, I didn't say give them bad service, but I think you need to back off a little bit on the availability sometimes so that you can be available. You can deliver on your promises because I hate it when people try to schedule a Tungle meeting with me and by the time I see their request, that meeting time has already passed. It's, it's, it's sort of embarrassing. It sort of misses the mark.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and let me tell you how I handle that situation because I know we now have a very large number of people who are listening to this podcast on a regular basis who are now Tungle members, and I use Google Calendars, and one of the things that you can do is you can create multiple calendars, and I created a calendar that's called free slash busy, mm-hmm. and that way what I can do is I can highlight that cal- calendar and I can go in and any time that I don't want to see available, like for example, I actually have you know I, I never want an appointment be- before eight a.m. and I never want an appointment after a certain time. And so I actually created a weekly recurring thing that blocks out those times and always shows that I'm busy. Uh, but I can un I can unhighlight that calendar and show my personal calendar, and it doesn't look like I'm busy on my own calendar. So my calendar. Correctly shows only the things that I'm responsible to show up for. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yet but yet if you go and what you can do with Tungle is you can actually say, I want you to sync both my personal calendar, but I also want you to sync up my live show schedule. And I also want you to sync up this thing, this calendar I call free slash busy. And so mm-hmm. that's where I'll go in. It, like for example, if I had three consulting calls today randomly throughout the day and I want to say okay I I'm, i don't want to take any other calls today because I need enough time to catch up with all the different support uh, and follow up and the preparation for all of these calls that I'm going to do uh, so I go into that free slash busy and I just swipe down the list and say I'm I'm booked this
1: entire day and mm-hmm. and that takes care of it for me wow well the, that's a great it's a great system and and Cliff one of the, your gifts and I think I mentioned this last week to you is that you're good at taking simple things and then making it a system. And simple is not a bad word there. It's just Google Docs, Google Docs or Google Calendar. It's pretty simple, right? But you still have to have a system, a right. reliable system for using it. And and what's difficult is when you've got something like high rise over here it, which has to-do dates. You've got a Google Calendar which just has some to-do dates. You've got different things moving, and so you need to make sure that you know, you have a system for all those things. And when you're starting, you're trying to run a business. And that's one of the things I help a lot of businesses with is they call me in because they kind of go, listen, we kind of grew and we were so small. We could just answer everybody's calls and we could, you know, people call with a question. and We'll say, okay, let's do a screen share now. And what I find myself doing is I keep, I'm, I'm helping them step back and create some better boundaries, Yep. which is exactly what we're talking about today because they were so accessible and it seemed like, oh, that's great. That's what's great about social networking. I can direct message cliff and I can get right to a cell phone or I can send him <laughs> my, you know, all those things. Yep. And and while that might be true, I think that in a lot of ways it's not good.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, so obviously we can talk about boundaries and I think boundaries, um, the, the word there, I think we all understand what that means. And if not, let's, you know, call us and ask us, ex- explain what boundaries <laughs> and We'll, we'll go into it, but let me tell you an, another word um and that is um educating your your clients on how to commu- how to best communicate with you for for example i i'll give you a i'll give you a perfect a couple of perfect examples uh andy you and i you wanted to contact me recently about talking about an <laughs> an interview coming up right yeah
1: I, rem- did, I remember that when did I you
0: remember. communicate when did you try to contact with me about that was oh, it yeah. yesterday after or yesterday morning yeah, yeah, I think so. Right, and so you said, "Hey, do you have a minute sometime today?" And I'm like, "Not really," uh, you know. And and so I, I sent you my I sent you my link, and then you you went ahead and switched it for you know you went ahead and set up something for the next day, at yeah. at five o'clock, and right. so I I put it down, and then you said, "Oh man, I meant to make that today at five o'clock." You know, can you do today at five o'clock instead? And I said, "No, I just blocked that time out," and it's yeah. like you know, it, it, I mean. I, I knew it wasn't urgent enough that I had to talk to you then. And I right. just, I had another. I, I mean, it's not that I had to, I didn't have to talk to another client. Uh, it was, is that I, I knew that I was going to be preparing myself mentally for the next consulting call. And I mm-hmm. really needed that time to think for myself. And I didn't want to have a conversation about an upcoming interview. But right. but if if but by golly you choose any time the following day and put it on my calendar, then when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I come down and I can't wait to start my day because I love what I do for a living, uh, and I sit down and say, okay, what's on my plate today? Oh. At 5 o'clock today, I'm going to have a call with Andy. So I know that I'm going to mentally prepare myself that we are going to have that conversation. And that way, instead of having an impromptu conversation where I'm really thinking about the 17 emails that I didn't clean out of my inbox, I'm actually saying, you know what, I've got 17 emails in my inbox, but that needs to be completely out of my mind because I've scheduled some time for Andy today. Right. And that, right. and so when when you schedule a time with me, I want my whole mind to be in that conversation.
1: And Cliff, I thought you were going to mention actually. That's a good example, but I've got another one. Yep. Uh, I think that there was an. I know there was another time, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I uh, used Twitter to communicate with you. No,
0: it was something and, else. It, you used to communicate to me very often. Um, you used to communicate to me very often via the private messaging on the GSPN community oh, chat yeah. window. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right, that's right. So that's you, right.
0: S- you used to send me private messages all the time. And,
1: and so explain- Come on, now Cliff, Cliff, all the time. That makes me sound like a little stalker.
0: Okay, well, uh, <laughs> you would do that maybe two times a day,
1: there you go. a couple okay. days in a
0: row. All right. And, and the first time it wasn't that big of a deal. But the problem I had was is that I have a system in place that allows me to be accessible. You know, I am accessible via my chat room most of the time. You can go to gspn.tv or podcastanswerman.com. You'll usually see me sitting in my studio working. And right below that, you'll see a chat room. And you can type in, if you see me in my studio, you can type in a message, and there's about a 90% chance that I will immediately chat right back to you. And that's because I have that open all day long as a sidebar. But if you send me a private message, I cannot mm-hmm. read it in that sidebar. I actually have yeah. to click on a little chat bubble up there and it opens up another tab and it takes me away from what I was doing. And that that actually breaks into my productivity. And so mm-hmm. therefore, you know, I, I let it happen once, twice, three I think right around the fourth time that you did it. 47,
1: 48 (laughs) times. Exactly.
0: But (laughs) after after you did it a couple times, I didn't actually say anything to you in the chat room. I I, I took some time and I formulated an email to you Mm -hmm. explaining to you why I would prefer that if it's not something that has to be private, please chat with me in the chat room.
1: There you go.
0: You know, it, it's like, well, you know, it was going to be about, you know, talking about a guest that we're going to, you know, what I love about the chat room is that people can come and kind of get a behind the scenes feel. You know, they, they love to see that communication. As long as it's not private, confidential right. information, right. let's right. have that conversation there. That's why it's there. It's quicker than email. And if it's just short, sweet, to the point, I can respond to it. And guess what? That's one less email I have to respond to it at either 10 o'clock or 2 p.m. today.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I, I think another way of saying it is it's one less form of communication to try to keep up with. Yes. Because that's the problem with, you know, I love to send one message out to, you know, a hello text or another service, but I, I love to send one message out to go out to all my other Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. That That's productive on my end. But I also know people uh, like my business coach, Justin, he... <laughs> He, I get I'm so connected to him that he'll send out a message all those different ways and I'm connected to him. So I get the same message for different to, from four different areas. That's not good. That's where you get to be counterproductive.
0: Yeah, that's where I... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's where I actually block those individuals on certain services and I choose the one that I like the most (laughs) to get those messages. I have a great friend. His name is Daniel Johnson Jr. and he does the same thing. He blasts out direct messages to like 14 different Twitter accounts. And I'm like, you know what? I just had to block three different Twitter accounts. Right. And it's like, I only need one DM to remind me that there's a, a, a meetup coming. I don't want five different direct messages
1: right right and 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 that's that's what's funny cliff it's all these great ways to communicate with people and what you have now is you have people actually disconnecting unplugging yeah because it's like okay listen i get it from that one and that's the one i'm going to use so let's bring this back to business a little bit and and i'll ask you specifically uh cliff how do you and this is sort of a loaded question but because i don't know how you do it how do you get work done when you have what we call the water cooler, the GSPN water cooler.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know what the GSPN.tv water cooler is, then I encourage you to go to HTTP colon slash slash GSPN.tv. Oh, okay, Andy's already put it in the chat room. GSPN.tv forward slash water cooler. Read all about it. Number one, how do I get work done? Uh, Whenever somebody brand new comes into the chat room, I usually say, "Hey, welcome to the water cooler," and I put a link to that blog post so that they can actually read and understand what this, thi- why this chat room's here, and the and the whole understanding of the water cooler for me is that it is a place. I work from home. I used to work around people and with people, and now I'm alone most of the day, and yep. so it's kind of nice to just randomly have somebody stop in and say, "Hey, Cliff, how's it going today?" And I say, "Hey, yep. it's going great." Well, if you come yeah. if you come during the day, you will sometimes see a message that says, I'm working on inbox zero, which communicates that I'm here, I can chat with you, but understand that I'm doing something else. Um, you may actually see uh, a little message that's on my Ustream window that says, I'm on a consulting call. That pretty much communicates to the people in the chat room that you can say anything you want in the chat room, but I'm sorry, my attention's on my consulting call. I, I'm not going to respond to you.
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You may actually, uh, Cliff, yeah, Cliff. You, you, what's fun is you have the community members that will actually speak on your behalf. I, know. I know if you catch it, but it'll be like, "Hey, Cliff, what's up?" You know, and James from Tennessee will jump in, and be like, "Oh, he's on a consulting call." So it's like you have these you know. have these like uh, in, interruption uh, bouncers. You know, hey, back off. Back off, Cliff's on a consulting call. You know, back off. He's on inbox zero. Back up, people. Yeah, that, you know? I mean,
0: it, it does happen like that. And what's really great is when people come in and they're asking for advice on podcasting equipment, and, <laughs> and they're actually like, "Oh, Cliff, Cliff did an episode. Here's a link to a podcast answer man episode on
1: that. It's hilarious. I, I mean, well, I, and I'll tell you what, Cliff. On a, on a more serious note, okay, and I mean this, the and I and I I don't remember who I heard this from. But I've heard it said that, that the true measure of a healthy community, online social network, is when the members start creating the content mm-hmm. and the members start reproducing content. So it's not about Cliff or Chris Brogan or whoever it might be producing something you know, and then people just eating it. It's when the people who are surrounding you, the 318-plus members plus thousands more that take in your programming – that we start to connect with each other and we sort of leave you out of the conversation and, th- and that that is proof that we have a healthy community
0: yes and i love seeing that happen and mo- more than more than that i love it when people who are in the community actually have face to face meetings who are traveling from not just state to state but even country to country I mean, I've sure. got I've got stories of people, but but that's whole community stuff. Bring it back to the, the to the um to the communication communication with our clients. Let me let me ask you you Andy, what is your preferred method of communication with your clients? If 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 you if you if a client wanted to contact you, uh, what what method of communication would you prefer above anything else that they would use to contact you?
1: I would say email. And it's because I use Google Mail and because I know that I'm going to have a record of that and I know that I can then take them and, and put that communication in high rise, which I'm also using to track, uh, you know, the conversations of importance. And so I like I, it's just difficult for me. I would say my least is a phone call, because if you just sort of pop up on a phone call to me, I'm not prepared uh, you know, I'm not sure how long it's going to take. Uh, you know, you probably haven't put your thoughts together real concisely, and and really, even though we're guys, uh, you know, a, a minimum phone call for me is going to be five minutes, and it's a train of thought sort of thing. So when I'm focusing on communication from emails, it's like, you know, I'm just like you. It's like bam, 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 bam. I just knock them out. Right. But if you mix up a phone call with that, or and here's the other thing, from my inbox, I can do so much. You know, I can I can go to my calendar. I can send direct messages, things like that. But if you send me a Twitter message, a direct message, then I I can't respond right from my inbox. Right. So just like for you, Cliff, you've got your little side window uh, on your monitor, which people can actually see if they look at you from a different camera angle. On the left side of his monitor, he's got the chat and he's got the Ustream going. Okay, And that's your little communication window. Well, mine is generally because I have a perma tab, meaning it's always up. I have my, my email up, and that's what I use for my main communication. So I would say email, and if it's an approved, meaning we've established this is an okay way to communicate, then I would say after that, instant message through Google Talk.
0: Wow. I, I'm so proud of you for that. Um, you know. But it, instant message, not for me, my friend. That, that is something... And-
1: I ah. clarified it, though. It's, pro- it's got to be approved. And those are people that – and really, there's about three people that I – and they know who they are that we work together so much on so many projects uh, that they really are part of my, my, my circle of my business. Like I could – my business wouldn't exist without them that we, we bounce back and forth a lot, uh, a lot through, through now, the, through, through the day. Um, so, again, I don't do it because – I wouldn't do it unless it was really helpful, period.
0: Exactly. And, and you know the truth is is your IM is no different than my community chat room during the day. Right. To right. be honest with you. Uh yeah. so so yeah I say that
1: but no <laughs> yeah, I have 3 I have 3 people though. and you have 318. So.
0: <laughs> e- exactly. And and the thing is here that um there are multiple ways that people communicate with me. Now for example, when you communicated with me through personal messages through, or th- through these private chats using the chat tango window uh initially i didn't actually communicate. i didn't suggest to you in any way shape or form that that was something that was annoying to me i mean it it virtual to be honest with you it was annoying i mean it annoyed the crud out of me but i really didn't communicate that that to you because i wanted to you know i i wanted to build the relationship you and i had just kind of gotten to know each other so i wasn't at the place where i felt that it was time to educate you on the best way to communicate with me in a way that's going to get you the quickest response. Because there were times when you would actually send me a private message, and to be honest with you, I am not going to click the little chat bubble and open up another tab because I am in the middle of working on a project. Now, if you would have written it in the chat room, I would have been able to read it immediately. I would have been Mm -hmm. able to write a little, you you know, you know five word response and boom moved on but it could have taken me an hour before i actually click on the private chat and sometimes it did and here's the the other thing is i get facebook messages i hate facebook messages i really (laughs) i really wish there was a way that i could go into facebook and say disable the ability to send me a
1: message via facebook would, How about this one though, Cliff? How about disabling Ning messages? Well, I do same thing. Sa- I do well, the same thing. It's a, it's the same thing though on Ning networks. So those who don't, know what we're talking about it's private social networks you can build on the Ning platform. I I wish I could, I, I, and, I, and I just haven't trained or I just haven't set up the boundary. And we need to just maybe I'll talk about this. But it, it's a situation where if someone sends me a message, I don't know their email, which doesn't help me. So I can't add them to my newsletter. I can't respond to them quickly. You know, they send me a message on Ning. I have to like log into Ning and log into that network and then use an ugly box to c- compose a message that I can't format well. And then I have no record of it. I mean, it's just such a pain. It is. It's such a pain.
0: It is. But I think the important thing here when communicating with potential clients, because usually that's who these people are that contact you that way. Uh, for example, James from Tennessee says, I've learned to not Facebook Cliff at all. <laughs> you know and right. and he has and and but he, let me explain to you how this works is okay let's just say that you don't know my email address you don't you met me through Facebook you met me through Ning well then mm-hmm. by all means anybody listening to this if you don't know my email address and you are connected to me via Facebook and you are connected to through me through Ning or you you only are connected to me through um Twitter and you want to send me a direct message go right ahead and I will eventually respond to you. Just so you know, those services are about eighth or ninth on my priority list of getting to. For example, if you send me a message to Facebook, by the way, I like your uh, little private message there. Uh, (laughs) You sent me as You don't like it when I do this. Uh, But anyway, um, if you communicate with me and leave me a message on Facebook, I will get an email because I've set it up in such a way that I'll get an email. Thankfully... Thank you, Facebook, for sending me the entire text of that message that you sent to me on Facebook. Now, Mm -hmm. the truth is, though, I'll read that message. And if it is not urgent, if it is not urgent and I don't need to respond to it immediately, I will archive that message and forget that it even existed Mm -hmm. until I get a chance to look at my Facebook account. Which, by the way, I sign into Facebook. People, listen to this. I sign into Facebook. Two days a, two days a week and I only spend approximately 10 minutes, so a total of 20 minutes per week on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's it. And the only thing I do is I go in and sign in and say, okay, let's respond to some of these Facebook messages and and probably eight minutes of that 10 minutes that I'll spend on Facebook, is either responding to people for the very first time that I've never corresponded with. By the way, I never say anything about, you know, I really don't like Facebook. You know, I, I communicate with them. I, this, is, this is our connection. I try to develop that relationship. But once the relationship is established, and, and of course, by the way, there's, some, there's two to three days between our responses, by the way, okay? Mm-hmm. Unless it's important and urgent. If it's important and urgent, we move it, I move it to email immediately. And I right. do it like this. It's like, hey, this is great. By the way, I only check Facebook about twice a week. So if you are really interested in placing that order, do me a favor. Just shoot me an email, cliff at, g- or at gspn.tv or cliff at ravenscraft.org. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'll, get your imme- I'll get your message immediately. And mm-hmm. that's how I do that. Or if it's just kind of casual conversation and, and it seems like we're going back and forth, back and forth. It's like, you know what? I'm really enjoying this dialogue with this person that I haven't connected with before but now I'm getting to know But it's like, you know, hey, do you mind um, if we exchange um, information via email because you're going to get a much faster response. And I really want to continue this conversation. But it's kind of breaking up, you know, with me only checking Facebook twice a week. And Mm -hmm. so far, 100% of all my interaction is now moved off of Facebook except for brand new contacts. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll give you a perfect example of why you don't just leave a service because you don't like it. Uh, recently, I got a message from Mignon Fogarty, who is also known as Grammar Girl, and she contacted me via Facebook. She didn't have my email address. Uh, she knows who I am through podcasting and new media. I, of course, know who she is. We've been on, co- we've been on panel discussions about podcasting and, and shows before, but we've never really had personal one-on-one communication So she sent me a a message via Facebook, says, I'm going to be in Cincinnati on such and such a date. Uh, Would you and your wife like to have dinner after my book signing? And so, of course, I got that email right away. Now, that was an email that said, okay, you know what? I'm going to click the link. I'm going to go straight to Facebook, and I'm going to respond. And Mm -hmm. I responded to her. And so far, the entire conversation back and forth, back and forth, back and forth has been via Facebook. I've not even asked her if we can move it to email be- right. because that relationship was so important to be formed that i'm right. i'm willing to curb my expectations or my preferences to meet what
1: she prefers as her means of communication does that make sense it absolutely does because the other part of it she was initiating something with you and and again i don't know what your relationship's like with her but i'll i'll just talk about uh, I'm going to bring up Mitch now, okay? Yeah. Uh, so Mitch Joel, who wrote a great book called Six Pixels, Six Pixels of Separation. It was my first introduction to him. Uh, I, I think I was looking on Amazon for some books, and I saw his book. turns out that he is—he's uh, he's worked with Cliff, a fan of Cliff. Um, this guy, is just, he's just great. He wrote a great book for people, and I listened to an interview today, Cliff, that he did about sort of his style of writing the book. And he really wrote it for people who want to learn the basics, the idea, the spirit of using social, social networking for business. And so we have uh, – he's agreed to have uh, us interview him on Business Tech Weekly. And that's awesome. And this is, how, this is how it happened. And this is really interesting if you talk about communication boundaries, okay? He, uh, he sent a message out to someone. Oh, he sent it out through his blog that if you bought the book between the 16th and the 18th of this month, that you get these bonuses. Well, someone forwarded me an email of that. But listen to this, Cliff. This is how he wanted you to to let him know that you bought the book. He said, buy it uh, online somewhere. And he gave a few retailers. And he said, forward me your confirmation email. So he's getting, I would assume, thousands of people, at least hundreds, forwarding him these emails uh, with their with their receipts. And so that's what I did. I forwarded him a receipt and I said, hey man, I just bought 20 of your books for a class I'm teaching online. And he wrote me back on email. and said, oh, that's wonderful. Well, I didn't like go off and direct message him on Twitter, even though I started following him on Twitter because we had this established line of communication. Right. And so that's the other part of it is that you need to be respectful of those who, you know, I, I was planning on asking him for an interview. That's not why I told him we bought 20 of his books. I just wanted to flatter him and say, Your book's great. Thank you for writing a good book. But the point is, there are times when you throw your rules out the window. Yes. But what Cliff is great at and what I'm learning to be better at is if you have a system and you can justify it and you can use it to respond quickly. Someone in the chat wrote about, you know, hey, I just set up the, the," you know, they can, they they know they're going to get an answer from me within 24 hours. That's their expectation. That's great. But I still don't want to have to respond to someone on Skype every 24 hours. I want to train them to be – Andy is – it's best to communicate with Andy via email. Yep. So it's all of those together. But I would just say with Mitch, who, again, we're very excited. We're still working on a time, to a date to get him on the show. Um, so we landed another big fish. He's a great guy. And, he, and here's what's fun, and I, I'm going to flatter you, Cliff, is I, I asked him, and I kind of explained about the show, and I gave him a URL, and his response was, yeah I love to be on the show. I've been a cliff fan for a long time, yeah, I, and I'm like, I thought this guy was like untouchable and it turns out he's like plus member two hundred and twelve or something yeah you know? he, he's not
0: necessarily a plus member but <laughs> but uh yeah, we definitely go back and uh, I met with um Mitch Joel up in podcast Boston too a couple years ago and and i've we're we're in the same circles uh as far as hanging out with some of the new media folks so he's, yeah. he's a great pop. guy I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with him to be honest with you he's I, gonna be awesome so so here's here's the thing i want to i want to just give you, you you talk about i i i for myself i instead of using the word training somebody i i like the educating <laughs> word because i don't want Sorry. people to think that i'm that they're 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 a dog or a pet that needs to be trained uh but but ed i, I like to educate people about who i am and and how i work and and how our relationship can be the most efficient so so that's the that's the way i think about these things so i'm going to ask you something andy this will just this will actually determine how how well you know me with and by the way for those Uh who don't know this we're on episode 12 so that means about 12 weeks we've only known each other for 13 weeks so if you don't know the answer this I'm not going to yell at you, and nobody's going to think <laughs> weird about you. But those of you in the chat room, I want you to please go ahead, and as, this, as soon as I ask Andy this question, and by the way, the people on Ustream are going to have about a 15-second delay. Andy, don't look at the chat room. I'm going to ask you this. Hit me. What is my favorite restaurant to eat at?
1: Oh, it's, is it uh, Chipotle? Thing? It, exactly. There Chipotle? you go. So. Andy, which they do not have one in my community. Exactly. they do not have one. So the fact that I knew that is because you talk about it.
0: That's exactly right. and And so what I've done is i've I've obviously built such a relationship with you that I know for a fact, I haven't ever had that conversation with you, Andy. I've never said, Andy, my favorite place in the world to eat is Chipotle.
1: You've only mentioned it once, and I can tell you exactly when it was. I can tell you. When was, it was a. It was an episode where you talked about, I think it was Family from the Heart, and you were talking about how um, the Mardell, Mardell book publishing, or the oh, Mardell yes. stores, they're going to fly you out. Yep. And the guy sent you a message and said, there's a Chipotle right around the corner.
0: Exactly. exactly. And you, like,
1: freaked out. It was the most excited I've ever seen you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I love Chipotle. My wife and I actually went on our ten-year anniversary, and we had what? our dinner at Chipotle. That's how much we love Chipotle. Anyway, so,
1: so but the th- so this you're tr- yes, you're you're you're, uh, you're sorry. I was going to say you're training me. Yes, you're educating me. So,
0: so the thing is, is that what happens is when you build a relationship with someone, that's when you can communicate to them in a very non-threatening way that this is how I would prefer. To work with you, so that I can make sure I'm doing the best job I can. I am not going to be able to, you know, jump at any given second to do anything you want. But what I will tell you is that if you, I, if you email me, I check my email at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. and I will guarantee you that unless I'm sick, I will respond to your email within 24 hours. Right. And if you need something more urgent than that, and I, and, I, and, and I don't ever actually say, and let me explain to you and give you five examples of what urgent really means. If you need something more urgent than that, here's my phone number. You can call me anytime. Leave a voicemail message. I will immediately get that. And mm-hmm. as soon as I have an opportunity to check my voicemail, I'll return your call as quickly as possible. There you go. That's as accessible as I become, and I never have that conversation right up front. Well, I can't say that. Sometimes I have that conversation right up front because people want to know how can I contact you, how can I get a hold of you if I need something right away. Right, and and, right. and as soon as I hear the words, how can I if I need something right away? It's it, at that point it, it becomes it, you've just given me the author- the uh, authority. No, the permission. Permission. You've just given me the permission to educate you. On how yeah. I prefer to be communicated with.
1: Yep. Yeah. There's some people that, um, and this kind of goes back to the Mitch Joel thing. I've communicated to them in a certain way, and I, so from the, from then on, I always communicate with them that way mm-hmm. because that's how I can get a hold of them. And and there's this, those people, and some of them are business coaches, or just mentors, or you know, there's a there's a way I communicate with Dan Miller that I know he will he will respond to me best. Right. You know, and there's other ways that I know that it goes through his people and it filters out. And unless it's something on fire, he's not going to get it. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so there, that's what you have to do. You have to learn. And, and I wanted to go through, let's see. Uh, oh, Cliff, I want you to talk about this one because we haven't talked about it. It's in the show notes. But talk about this. And here's a great reason to set boundaries. Okay, We talked about a lot of them. But what about the person who wants too much for free? Ah, uh, Yes. Well, let me
0: explain to you first and foremost, I attempt to give as much away for free as possible. And, and one of the things that I've done is I've provided myself avenues for me giving away information for free without having to do it over and over and over and over and over and, and do you get the point? Again, it's like for, a system. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I created a system. So I have a podcast called PodcastAnswerMan.com where I provide now more than 136 hours of free information. So right. if you want to know, hey, if you send me a quick email saying, hey, Cliff, would you mind telling me what what WordPress plugins I should use? Mm-hmm. I will I will respond within 12 to 24 hours to that email and I'll say, oh, I did a podcast Answer Man episode on it. Here's a link to it. And by the way, we've had a conversation in our community forum. Here's a link to that conversation. Hit send and boom, I'm done. 15 seconds. I've just given you an hour and right. an hour's worth of content mm-hmm. to listen to as well as an ongoing conversation that's been going on for two months in our forum for you to chew on. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you can set up even, uh, you know, canned responses in Gmail. which I is don't a Google like. Lab.
0: I would love to bring that up. I hate right. canned responses.
1: Well, and by that I mean, and this is this is an example of I'm going to defend canned responses. Okay, please do. So, f- for instance, and, and because I, I I agree with you 99 percent of the time because I think canned responses are completely impersonal. But when I'm I when I've used I've used a bunch of canned responses in the last couple of days, and and by that I mean. I use them for about a month, like two weeks, and then I, I'll create a different one. And here's why. I'm working with a company, and we're doing some switching. Uh, so I had to basically create this you know, seven-paragraph instructional email, and the only difference was a name and a password in each one of those things. So I created a canned response with a name and password blank. So this person would say, okay, I did what you need me to do. Send me the instructional email. So – I had a canned response that I, that I popped in and I put in their name and password and I sent it to them. But what that's different. That's like, hey, here's your personalized instruction manual. Right. Then, hey, I'm so important that I don't actually write emails. Right. You know, I'm never going to give you personal. I'm just going to say, hey, Bob, just like, oh, Cliff, I I hate it when I become somebody's, uh, I follow them on Twitter. I just happened today and they send me a direct message and what, it's like, hey, if you could have a dream job, what would it be? I'm yeah. like, why are you bugging me about some with some lameo direct message like that is like sacred to me? Yeah, That's spam direct messaging.
0: That's exactly. And so it. I actually
1: I actually wrote someone once. I direct messaged them back and I said, "Why did you send me direct message spam?" Question yeah. mark. Well,
0: <laughs> you know. I, well, I'll tell you what I do if I if I follow you on Twitter and I get a it's called an auto responder. If I get yeah. an auto responder on Twitter, I immediately go back to your profile and unfollow you. Absolutely there. I have a zero tolerance on autoresponders on Twitter and I and I have very low tolerance for autoresponders on uh, email and and it you better be somebody I really want to be in communication with on email for me to put up with that unless it literally is I'm out of the office. And by the way, you know, here's my phone number. Call me if you need me. You sure. know, but, but if, sure. if, if you're just like, you know, if your auto responder is I'm too important to talk to anybody, but, you know, <laughs> and, and by the way, I try to read as many emails as possible, but there's a, there's a, you know, there's a chance that, you know, if, if, if hell freezes over, I might respond to you. Otherwise, <laughs> thanks for contacting me. And, and I'm really glad right. that you listened to my show. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Right. <laughs> Get yeah, off no your not. horse. No, you're not. Yeah. No, not. So, Or, or here's the thing, Cliff, and here's, that might sound kind of harsh, but here's the point. Don't pretend that you're accessible. If you're not accessible, then don't give out your email address. Right, And that's like sort of saying, hey, come meet me for a date. And then someone else shows up and you're like, uh, that's a bad example because neither one of us date anymore. But you know, I'll just keep it to what it is. Don't pretend that I can reach you. Great example of this, okay? Seth Godin. I, I, I said, he said he wanted some feedback about something or he said he responds to all of his emails. And so I tested him. I knew a guy that worked underneath him for a little while because he had sort of a six-month uh, business master's or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, MBA program. So a guy I know was one of the 12 or six people that did that. And so I said, hey, Seth, I heard you respond to all your emails. I was just testing that. Tell John Dale I said hi. And he emailed me back, and he said, John says hi back. Have a good day, Seth. Now, that's a guy that's true to his word. Right? Other people give it out, and they give it either give an autoresponder. They never answer. Or, you know, they'll get to it way, way down the line. Right. Which, you know, again, don't give it out. That's, yeah. I don't need to know what your email is. Yeah. But there, if it's out there, respond.
0: It, let me tell you, there is a great way of using autoresponders that are wonderful. And let me just give you an idea of that real quick. Let's just say if you have some information that you want to make available on demand to anybody. Uh, and, and, and what you do is you create a, let's just say you create a dummy email account Mm -hmm. um that you know is um i don't know uh you know podcasting 101 at podcastanswerman.com you know and what happens is you you communicate to people it's like listen if you want the free pdf document of this you know here here's how you do it just send an email uh to podcasting 101 at podcastanswerman.com and it'll immediately respond with the information you're looking for and, and it, you're not communicating that that's you personally. It's just, hey, and, and I even communicate, this is an auto response, you know? Right, um, right. It's going to bounce it right back to you. It, it, you know, nobody ever checks that email. Don't send anything, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So there are some uses for auto responders. And, and again, I love auto responders, especially from my supplier when he says, hey, I'm out of the office today, but by the way, uh, Brandy will be able to take your orders, and here's our her phone number and extension. Sure. You know, I love that.
1: It's like voicemail for your email. I get that. Yep. Um, But here's, here's, if we can kind of step back because we're approaching our hour. I think what's really healthy and what we've talked about is whatever your system is, you got to have one. Yes. Whatever your forms of communication are, and just so we could go through these, you could do instant messaging. You could do direct messaging using Twitter. You could just do broadcast message to general to update your Twitter account. You could do Facebook messaging. You could just do Facebook updates. You could do Skype call, or you could do Skype instant messaging. Uh, you could call someone on the phone, call someone on the cell phone. You could do email. Um, there may be some others. But, but those are all the different ways that we had listed that you can communicate using today's technology. And I think all of them are wonderful. And I have all of them in place. But you have got to educate your clients on the best way to reach you and to work with you because if it's about an ongoing relationship it can't be hey just call me right Hey, just call me. hey just call me hey just call me because that is not number one it's not scalable you know you get more than 50 people it's not gonna it's not gonna help and two if you want to be about keeping good records no, not, not that's not gonna fly. Although I will no. I will tell
0: you this, uh, my keeping a good flow of records is completely that that argument is completely dead now with high because if you call me on the phone, Andy, I'm going straight to high rise and I'm logging the phone <laughs> call. If you if you contact me via Skype, I'm you know, if there's an instant message, I'm highlighting that that transcript and I'm pasting it into high rise. You know, if you send me a Twitter message, you know, if it's important I want to be able to log that, I I'll paste it into high rise. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, the, that's the one thing high rise has done for me All right.
1: because we can, dis- we can disagree cliff. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, and, and yeah, the, the, going back to just one last thing that you said, you know, how, how do you keep people from getting too much for free? One of the things is, you know, if, if you don't ask me for something for free, chances are you're going to get a lot more free stuff out of me because I'm a very generous person. <laughs> when I find that my clients are expecting it, that's when I usually say, ah, okay. Uh, you know, I, I I definitely could see where this could be become a problem, and uh, so I talked about you know those other ways, but just having resources available where you have the ability to provide a lot of value to your clients for free, whether you have a blog, whether you have a podcast, whether you have um, you know j- articles that you could just email sure. back, whatever, they, just have a, a a big resource of stuff and, and w- when somebody asks me for something for free and when they when there's kind of like there's this expectation that I'm just gonna give it to them I usually just communicate say listen you know what I, I provide a ton of free information here's my podcast here's the link to this section of the forum and uh, you know I'd love to you know help you there and by the way uh, I don't get to emails that quickly or voicemails that quickly but if you Leave a voicemail for one of our podcasts. I'll eventually cover it in a show in the future. Right. Uh, but I am available for one-on-one consulting. Here's my hourly rate, and here's a link where you can request an appointment. Right. So.
1: Well, and, and it's it's a funnel. You're funneling people towards a direction where. You can make a living. (laughs) Right. And there's nothing, and that you can provide the most value. Let's never forget that. Yeah. That's the best place for people to get value is through your consulting. Yeah. Or or by becoming a Plus member and having access. And that's not a commercial. That's just the God honest truth Mm -hmm. is that God gave you skills and you're going to make a business out of it. You know?
0: Exactly. Hey, um, for those of you who are listening, we want to say thank you for being a Plus member. You guys totally rock, and that's what makes us a, a, able to do this. And uh, I just want to say a special thank you to the You Plus members that when you show up in the chat room and people start asking questions about paying for content, I just love what you guys say out there. And it, it's just a true blessing to me and Stephanie and, and to all the co hosts that, that pour a lot of time and energy into this. And, and uh, it, you know, it's Thanksgiving here in the United States. And I just want to say I'm very thankful for you. And there are some folks here in the in the live chat room, and they are not plus members. And I just want to say I'm extremely thankful for you. I mean there there are many reasons, by the way, that for folks that aren't yet plus members or may never be plus members. And I don't want you know. And I've heard the term minus member on more than one occasion, as you might imagine. But no way, absolutely not. Uh, you communicate with me email, via email. You know what? I don't even have a method for me to go and say, hmm, is well, actually, I do. I, with High Rise, I can go immediately and do a search for your name and find out if you're a Plus member. I don't do it. When you come into the chat room, unless you tell me, hey, like, for example, James just said, you know, I'm not a Plus member. I, I would have, compl- that would have slipped my mind, and I don't treat those people any different either, so we love you all, and uh God bless y'all and thank you for this um, Andy it's been a great conversation there's like you said there's a whole lot more we could
1: say and we will and this we will is, uh, we're just we're just getting warmed up people we're
0: just on episode number 12 before you know it we will be on episode number 112 and we'll still be talking about all this great stuff
1: amen all right we'll just have more, we'll just have more money in our bank account by that's then. right
0: hopefully brother well, have God a- bless you guys thanks man You have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time, thanks for being a part of the community. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye now.